Gentlemen, I want to move on to another subject. Those states are not doing well that they are shut down right now. I, I, got, I got to respond to that. He wants to shut down the whole country. President Trump, you have begun to increasingly question the effectiveness of masks as a disease preventer. And in fact, recently you have cited the issue of waiters touching their masks and touching plates. Are you questioning the effectiveness of masks? No, I think masks are okay. You have to understand, if you look, I mean, I have a mask right here. I put a mask on when I tried to, when I think I need it. Tonight, as an example, everybody's had a test and you've had social distancing and all of the things that you have to, but I wear masks. Just like your rally. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As you can tell, we are still going on with this debate. A debate that I think will be going on for quite some time. It certainly feels like it will be. We've still got a couple more to go as well, and we've still got a few more weeks of this um, entertaining uh, circus. We'll call it that for now. Uh, anyway, as always, you were joined by myself, Drew, and my good mates, Philip and Bianca. Unfortunately, Kent couldn't be here right now. He's actually run off to top up the popcorn as he is constantly finding amusement in the goings-on of the US and A. Anyway, on with the show and on with our little review. But how are we all, first of all? Oh, brother. Just keep reading this garbage and it's just such a hot mess. I'm back to this and it's just like, why? Why does it keep... It, it's... It's the first time I've read a transcript of a debate and it's a headache. Just because you can tell so many people are talking over each other. And the poor, poor, like they were complaining in the deaf community about the fact that the there was no subtitles. And I think it's because subtitles could not keep up. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not surprised. There is no way subtitles could keep up with what the hell was going on with this. I would have quit the my deaf job community if I don't have person it easy. subtitles. No, they really don't, especially with this sort of nonsense. Uh, should we get straight it into could, it? It's a blessing and a curse. You don't have to listen to it. Should we get? I was just thinking back to. Sorry, I know you want to dive right no, in. No, no, but, that's fine. But 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 on a on a more um, on a more local note, do you recall when when we were getting the daily updates from our prime minister on the state of the coronavirus, and they would have the um the translator doing the sign language next to him mm. and there were a couple of moments where the person doing the sign would just stop <laughs> and look dumbfounded at our pm <laughs> yeah and then would remember they like, had to keep really going saying this <laughs> yep yes like it it, do times. i have to do this Ugh. oh like I, I feel like he should have been saying, like holding a sign saying, this isn't me talking. Like, these aren't my facts and opinions. But anyway, yep. moving on. <laughs> anyway, Poor on dude. with the show. <laughs> um, all right. So, look, we, we'll continue on from where we were, really, which is, where, where are we? Mr. Mr. Wallace's. Trump, oh, yeah, Trump, Trump doesn't believe in masks. And we started talking about the rallies. Have well, we seen him wear a mask? Yeah, I've seen him wear a mask. He, I think he had to wear one to um, Justice... Uh, the, the funeral for the Justice. Ruth, Gader, the yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to get the Bader and the, the Ginsburg and swap the B and the G. I just, 
brain fart. That's what I always do. Yeah. Um, uh, my apologies for that. Uh, so basically, what this point is that we're, we 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 oh opened God. we opened the show with it was essentially Trump doesn't believe in masks. Let's be honest. Even if he says says that he does and thinks that he has to, the fact that he absolutely slights um or or, or bashes Biden right here. I don't wear a mask like him pointing at at Biden. Every time you see him, he's got a mask. He could be speaking two hundred feet away from him, um, and he shows up with the biggest mask I've ever seen. Uh, essentially, these two start going on and on and on about masks, um, um, slapping each other down. Drew's just sent us a picture of um, Trump wearing a mask with the caption, he looks like a terrorist. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't deal with it. Look, look, even the presidential seal on the, on the breathing apparatus on the mask. <laughs> I don't think that's a breathing apparatus. I think that's just a design choice. <laughs> really? It's not one of those plastic... Yeah pieces oh no my no no god. he That's doesn't have worse. it's just a normal material mask oh my god no but he he looks like something out of out of an early 80s bond film i don't get it i think he just looks like trump to be honest i can't unsee this he looks this. like an idiot he looks um, like like christopher walken when he was a bond villain just yeah. just quickly anyway. i want to i want to quote this part about um trump's again <laughs> In the last episode, if you can recall, we were talking about how um, Trump doesn't like Dr. Fauci and he's in fact attacked Dr. Dr. Fauci on Twitter, except for then suddenly he, he chose to use Dr. Fauci as a credible source when it worked in his favor. Um, here's an example of that again for you, um, him hitting or bashing Dr. Fauci. Um, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci said the opposite, is what Donald Trump says. Biden said he did not say the opposite, to which Trump then said, he said very strongly masks are not good and then he changed his mind he said masks are good trump just just stop creating this you know this lack of kind of understanding and, and confidence in, in what's being said um uh if we then move on team to i guess the next question question because honestly this is just a back and forth chaos it's just an absolute mess um donald trump very interestingly guys actually just to, to, before we move on to the next question very interestingly spoke about how um, I'm doing my job as president and I'll have 25, 35,000 people show up to airports. We use airports and hangars and we have a lot of people. Are you not worried about the disease issues, sir? Said Chris Wallace, interrupting Donald Trump. To which Trump said, well, so far, so far we've had no problem whatsoever. It's outside. That's the, a big difference, according to the experts. We do them outside. We have tremendous crowds. Why do you always say tremendous about things? Stop using that word. It doesn't... You just... word tremendous has lost all kind of meaning and credibility. It's like, it's like phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, and Joe does circles and has three people show up, basically. <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump... That's what that's what Trump said. Um, Trump seems to forget that there was quite a controversial... I can't remember his name, but a controversial figure actually passed away um, a couple months ago because he went to a Trump rally and oh, conducted COVID. Are you talking about the? Are you talking about the the Republican mm. who then his someone from his party actually tweeted after he died about how COVID is a scam, but the guy died from COVID. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the guy died. Mm. I know who you're talking about, and I mm. can't remember his name, but it's going to annoy me. This man kept saying that COVID is a scam. Indictment. Kept saying there's nothing to worry about. Went to a Trump rally, contracted COVID, 
died from COVID. And then whoever's in charge of his social media campaign decided to tweet how COVID was still a scam after the guy had died from COVID. Like, how can you get that stupid? That's, that's, uh, you again. just can. <laughs> I don't get it. In the land of the free. It just yeah, free to be a dipshit. Well, like, it's in their constitution. Free to be whatever they want to be, apparently. Anyway, sorry. Um, that no, that whole thing fine. just blew my mind. Well, to quote anyway. to quote to quote Chris Wallace here, you can you can work out what the end of this sentence is because it gets cut off. Gentlemen, can we move on to the and then President Trump's next line is no no cares or I guess no one cares. Um yeah. So gentlemen, can we move on to the economy? So yes, we're going to move on to the economy. Uh, Trump again couldn't help but interrupt this part as well. It's just getting tiring. Again, look, if you're a Trump fan, we're trying to be diplomatic and honesty. Um, but we're just reading it. I'm reading the words here, and just like Trump does, I'm just filtering in some, you know, extra words in there. Why? Don't ask me why. For no reason why. I'm just sprinkling these extra words in. And it's up to you to decide whether I'm being offensive to Trump or not. I don't think I am being. In fact, when you read this back to me, I'll tell you I'm not being offensive to Trump whatsoever because he always says that he's not being offensive to other people when he sprinkles bullshit extra words into things that don't need extra words sprinkled into it. Anyway, Chris Wallace. The economy is, I think it's fair to say, recovering faster than expected from the shutdown. Much faster. Much faster. Trump chooses to interject for some reason when he doesn't need to. Chris Wallace then continues... In the second quarter, the unemployment rate fell to 8.4% last month, with the Federal Reserve say um, the Federal Reserve says the hit to growth, which is going to be there, is go is not going to be nearly as big as you had expected, or as they had expected. President Trump, you say we are in a V-shaped recovery. Vice President Biden, you say that we're in a more of a K-shape. What different does that mean to the American people in terms of the economy? President Trump, this is your segment. You go first. Okay, so you can tell me tell me what part of this has the facts in. I'm about to fact check this, by the way, so you can tell me which part of this you think the fact is in. So we built the greatest economy in history. We closed it down because of the China plague. When the plague came in, we closed it down, which was very hard psychologically to do. Psychologically? Jesus, mate. He didn't think we, we should do it. Uh, he didn't think we should close it down, and he was wrong again. Two million people would be dead now instead of still two hundred four thousand people is too much. Oh, he caught himself because he was going to say instead of just two hundred thousand people. Anyway, one person is too much. We should never should have never happened from China, but what happened is we closed it down, and now we're reopening and we're doing record business. We had ten point four million people in a four month period that we have put back into the workforce. That's a record like the likes of which nobody's ever seen before. The difference is these are businesses which were temporarily closed. Of course, they're going back to work. This isn't like you creating new jobs, dickhead. Anyway. And I'm, now fours is new number. Again, I'm, I'm being... Yeah, you're right. Um, um, and he wants to close it down. Uh, he wants to close down the... He will shut it down again. He will destroy this country. Um, okay, so we're going to stop that, that there for a moment there. But then... Okay, I'm going to fact check this because I've actually got that fact check right here. Um, okay, so going on. this, We built the greatest economy in history, is Trump's quote. Verdict. That's not right. There have been times in US history when the economy was stronger. 
Before the coronavirus outbreak, President Trump claimed to have generated historic economic growth. It's true the economy was doing well before the pandemic, continuing a trend that began during the Obama administration, but there have been periods when it was much stronger. Um, yeah. So I can tell you that, that Trump just got fact-checked to be incorrect on his claim there that he built the greatest economy of all time. Much like it always happens. Well, we all we all knew that already because, I, I, and I keep insisting about this, you only see what when it's a new tr- president, not a re-elected president. So Obama had a second term, which means he was a re-elected president. Mm-hmm. Trump hasn't seen, hasn't been re-elected yet. It's still his first term. You only see how the economy bounces back in the two years after your first term. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because mm. you have to see how your policies have actually, even then the second half of your first term is when you really start seeing your changes being put into effect. The last two years of Trump's presidency, before coronavirus even became a thing, it was all on a decline. There was no upward scale up on this, mm-hmm. uh, up on Trump's thing. Everything started declining about two years ago. Trump started blaming the Obama administration, as he does, which made no sense because everything was up on a rise until Trump had been in office for two years. So we clearly saw that it was Trump's economic plan that was not that was failing the country and then added with the coronavirus is how they got into the recession somewhat not their fault again the coronavirus is not completely anyone's fault possibly china's whatever it but, do you know but what i mean like yeah, you yeah it's not you can't no no but just no, what trump's saying say is factually he's incorrect. done well no it is um, factually incorrect um, looking at then Biden's response to that question, the difference is millionaires and billionaires like him in the middle of the COVID crisis have done very well. Billionaires have made another $300 billion because of his profit gate or pro- what's this word? Profligate tax proposal. My mistake. You, here I was just, um, you know, cleaning into glasses. Um, and he only focused on the market. He only focused on the, um, the, the, yeah, the stock market instead of actually people. And this is where I, again, I think that Biden absolutely comprehensively won this. Because whereas um, Trump chose to spew the same complete nonsense and seems to be under the illusion that whatever he says, even if it's not fact, is true. Mm. Um, You know, if he says it, it means it's true, which is not the way the world works at all. No one has that kind of impact or that ability to literally redefine a fact based on the fact that he just said something. Um, but somehow he thinks that, but, uh, I think Biden wins this because Biden starts to look down the camera at the American people here. And I think that that is absolutely a surefire way to win because it's basically free airtime to, to address the nation essentially. And I think Biden did this on about three or four occasions. And I think that's what, what I would class as, as winning because he then started to ignore Trump, except for in a moment, I'll get to that. Um, but he just spoke to the American people and he spoke to the everyday Americans, which make up the majority of the country, not the millionaires and billionaires, which did for fact profit heavily 
from the coronavirus um, and the stock market doing what it did, including some of... Uh, Especially Bezos. Uh, I was going to say, including Trump's, <laughs> some of Trump's and definitely some Democrats as well, Republicans and Democrats, um, using some insider knowledge, sold their shares early just um, before this happened, the whole whole virus hit and everything like that. And you can't do that. That's illegal to do that. Any- but anyway, they did it. Um, but anyway, so I get to this um, this part where he says... But you folks at home, you folks living in Scranton and in Claymont and all the small towns and working class towns in America, how how well are you doing? This guy paid a total of $750 in taxes. That's wrong, says Donald Trump. No, sir, no. Sir, wait, no. Yep, no, sir. Um, President Trump interrupting Chris Wallace, who's trying to interrupt Donald Trump. Um, Donald uh, Chris Wallace then says, yeah, I understand, sir. You agreed to the two minutes, so please let him have it. To which Biden says, can I have my time back, please? Again, Biden's now getting much more sensible here. So this is Biden saying to well, understand. Biden didn't interrupt him once. No, and again, this is Trump starting. Uh, sorry, Biden starting to understand the way Trump's going to play the game, a losing yeah. game, which Trump's playing. And again, if you're a Trump fan, you can tell me why you think I'm incorrect here and thinking that it's an incorrect way to play in a debate where you're meant to let the other person talk. But anyway, um, do I get my time back? The fact is, he has in fact worked on this in a way that he's going to be the first president of the United States to leave office, having fewer jobs in his administration than when he became president. Fewer jobs than when he became president. First one in American history. Uh, and then he says a whole lot about it, um, the COVID, um, what what it's you know done to society. He talks about schools as well. You know Why aren't the schools open? Because it costs a lot of money to open them safely. They were going to give... Um, his administration was going to give the teachers and school students masks and they decided no couldn't do that because it's not a national emergency not a national emergency they've done nothing to help small businesses nothing the closing one in six is now gone he ought to get on the job and take care of what needs of the needs of the american people so we can open safely um president trump then wow waited for chris wallace to say okay it's it's basically open you know open season now Trump says, I have to respond to that. Chris Wallace says, well, you both had two minutes, sir. And President Trump said, excuse me, he made a statement. And Wallace says, so did you. President Trump then says, no, people want their schools open. They don't want to be shut down. See, Trump's talking on behalf of people, whereas, and that's that's the difference here in this, in this argument. And that's why I think that this argument or this debate, this segment of the debate is different. One, Biden is responding differently. He's being more grown up about it, which Biden should have done from the start. So he seems to be understanding the, the level in which he's de- debating now, or little level of yeah. childishness he's debating now. Two, the second thing which I think is different here in the way that they're responding, um, Trump is now being spoken to a lot more um, to the point and almost like a child by Chris Wallace. So that's different. The third point that's different here, well, which we get to, it gets worse shortly, Bianca. It definitely does. The third, yeah. the third way this this changes, um, is Biden. Then yes, is speaking to the American people, not to Trump or not to Chris Wallace. He's looking down the barrel of the camera at the American people and not talking from the point of view of millionaires and billionaires, but about the everyday people from the small towns like the one that Biden comes from. <coughs> Excuse me. Trump though, is responding to that though, by talking as if he knows what's best for the American people as a millionaire 
or billionaire, depending on how his tax actually is working out at the moment, depends on how much in debt he is. But Trump's not doing what Biden's doing, which is talking to the public, but talking for the public when he has no right to do though that even as a leader, you don't have the right to do that. You're there as a figurehead, not as the people. They elect you to lead the people, not be the people, basically. So Trump doesn't understand that and he thinks he is the people. Um, Biden retorts with people want to be safe and Trump says they'll be careful, but they want their schools open. You have no right to talk on behalf of people, Donald Trump, especially when you've led them astray too many times. But that's what's happening here. And that's what's interesting about this part. And that's why I think this part of the debate is critical. It's showing how Biden's adapting slowly, but adapting and talking in a much better way. And again, this is why I think he now, unlike the other part earlier, where um, which we spoke about on last week's episode, where he um, basically had an open goal and kicked it off to the corner instead. Um, I think that Biden's taken the win here. Bianca? I agree. I um, also think that, like you said, this isn't just where Biden starts to realize how to debate Trump. Mm -hmm. This is also where Wallace realizes how to kind of control and Mm -hmm. reel Trump in a bit more. It doesn't completely work the entire time. No. But they realized what Trump is doing, how what how he goes about debates, and they've kind of adapted to that a bit more. Mm. This is where they start to get a bit more traction yeah. argumentatively. But yeah. No, last week sorry, Ben, just quickly, yeah. last week you mentioned how Biden um, seemed to to use a lot of facts and figures but the context of them wasn't really relevant. But he used a lot of facts and figures, which just kind of threw everyone off a little bit. However, in this week's one, I think that the facts and and figures this time have been really, or in this this part of the debate, have been used a lot more effectively. It's the... We're, you know, we're, we're hitting about the halfway mark in this, and and he's starting to tighten up. He's Mm -hmm. realizing, okay, I need to readjust my tactic. And it's not just Biden, it's Wallace as well. So Wallace is learning how how to micromanage both of them. Really, it's not mm-hmm. one or the other per se, but he is learning how how to manage them and how to keep it going because he, he's got to maintain a level of control over the situation. And Biden's learning how to how to follow through with the thread of his thought and how to deal with an interruption. So between the two of them they're starting to tighten up the debate a little more and they're realizing that they can't just let it run off track the way it had been. So yeah, he is, he's getting his point across. He's getting some facts to follow his figures, which is something it, it would have been a lot more helpful if he'd been able to use that earlier on instead of defaulting back to the numbers. But once again, like he goes, he goes through his explanation about the schools, and then Trump just swings back in and goes, "No, but people want their schools open. They don't want to be shut down. They don't want their state shut down." And it's, I don't know how to how to describe it. It's it's like saying an orange is orange, and then someone else comes up and goes, "No, no, no, but oranges are blue." Mm. Mm. And I think. This is the impression I've always had, but I I think that Donald Trump believes that if he says something with enough conviction, it's truth. It's not about what you say, it's how you say it. 
I I want to play devil's advocate for two seconds. Go for it. Because, and I would like to talk about this maybe another week, but go into in depth. Uh, I watched The Social Dilemma the other mm-hmm. week uh, on you the recommendation of my sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, you need to watch it because I, again, I work in social media. Uh, I've always understood how the algorithm works. I've never heard it explained mm-hmm. quite so eloquently before. Um, and this is what I've always... I, I run many different social media accounts because I need to see what everyone can see and what I need to be able to see what kind of reality everyone lives in. And this was the first time it was explained to me. It is actually a reality. Social media does this thing that we're, none of us are aware of, mm. but it creates a version of reality for us to look at. And it's the version of reality that we most enjoy. So it will paint everyone who has a different opinion of us as stupid. And it will paint everyone who has the similar opinion of us as saints and heroes, because that's what we want to hear. Mm. As a person, you want to hear that your thoughts, feelings, and facts are validated and real. Now, and I'm this is me playing devil's advocate again. Trump may very well believe, as well as we believe he is crazy and nuts, that we are crazy and nuts and he is right. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? If you have, if you're constantly being told your facts are correct, you may not know better. Oh, look, he may well... He does seem like he believes it. Now, uh, so on, on, to respond to that, Bianca, um, a, a couple ways that I think Trump operates, um, the one that I hope is, is probably the most realistic... Well, sorry, not the most realistic. The one that I hope is the real one is that Trump is way more intelligent than we give him credit for <clears throat> and that he actually completely understands how stupid probably the, his audience that he's talking to is, but he knows that he can use them because there's a lot of them and therefore he does exactly what they want, which is to crow very obnoxiously incorrect things, or obnoxious and incorrect things, I should say, not just obnoxiously incorrect, but um, very incorrect but obnoxious things, but say it in a very powerful way because you know, he knows that's how it wins. And as he got elected as president and as he continued to, to rumble on as president, seems to continue to work for him no matter how shit the country is in or how shit a situation the country is in he can continue to do what he needs to do and it tends to go right for him so i'm hoping that he is so intelligent that he actually understands just how fucking stupid everyone is and he's using it to his his advantage and he's just a arrogant prick that is way way taking advantage of everyone so i'm hoping that's the situation because again i don't disrespect him for that full credit to him if he's got that ability to to do that fuck yeah mate go for it i mean I think it's hard to say that we wouldn't all do exactly the same thing, even though we might think that we're all righteous and above all that. In many ways, we'd probably do the same sort of thing and manipulate stupid people to do what we want to do or believe what we want them to believe. So full power to him if that's the case. The alternative way is, though, that he may be stupid and doesn't understand that um, by spruiking a fact which isn't a fact means that it's true because he said it. Um... 
if that's the case, if that's the reality of it, then I think that there's a serious issue again for the American education system because he's an idiot. I think that there's a real danger that money talks way more than it should, which is a fact that is the case. Um, so that's already a, a, an issue. Um, and if it's that Trump has his whole life had people um, telling him that he's, that he's correct or believing him because he said it, it's purely because he has lots of money, um, which, which doesn't do anything to counter the argument which um, the, that documentary you're talking about referenced, which I completely agree with, which is we see what we want to see based on what we you know, like and subscribe to on social media. So, for example, I see a lot of left-wing things and some centralist things. Um, I think that, unfortunately, because I like some left-wing things and on pages, I see a bunch of batshit crazy left-wing people, which I fucking hate, and I think they are the bane of the entire existence of the world, um, along with people that are extremist on the right. I think that extremism in, on both sides is obnoxious and awful. Um, but unfortunately, I have to see one side of it, so, so, so social media doesn't do the best job of doing it. Um, but if that's the case, if Trump is um, unfortunately caught up in a, a sad world where money talks and he doesn't realize he's a victim of that, um, it proves my point that I'm correct on this issue, that, that, that the right is stupider than the left because Donald Trump exists. That proves my point, in fact. In fact, it doesn't do anything to discourage my point and show that that I only see what I want to see or hear what I want to hear. I know you weren't talking about me specifically, but in general, we only hear what we want to hear and um, and we see the opposite side as stupid and dumb and us as the self-righteous smart people, basically. Um, I, I disagree with that point specifically because Donald Trump can exist. He, he absolutely proves my point that my side is right and his side is wrong and that I'm aligned to the, the correct side of it. Um, you know, again, he proves the point that, that social media doesn't necessarily always do what we believe it to, to do, which is that, um, and, and if there does, I, I don't think that there is a connection between social media and intelligence. I think that intelligence comes first and you have to make a decision which side you lay on. And if you go for the faster, easier things, which may not necessarily be true, you're on the right. If you go for the things you have to think about a little bit heavier and may not be the quickest way to achieve something or, or, or reach for the the you know the low hanging fruit but for the bigger picture sort of stuff you're on the left so i think that intelligence comes before you make those decisions so i don't think social media really um shows who's dumb and who's not you know or or changes your opinion on who's dumb or not based on the pages that you, you follow if that any of that makes sense basically i i completely get what you're saying mm. it's not an excuse i get like mm. no 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 of course it's not yeah yeah um, yeah. Quickly, though, I want to get to the next part. We'll, we'll skip a little bit in, in the middle section. Basically, we've declared that Biden is probably the winner of this section of the, the debate. But um, just quickly on this, we, we talk about um, Trump says that he brought back football, which isn't something to brag about. That's not a healthy thing because it's not. that If you haven't solved the, the social distancing issue because you've been so poor at responding to that, were you bragging about bringing something back that's not so, not socially distanced? Anyway, um, uh, da, 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 what did I want to reference? Um, we get to the tax, the, 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 the fact that Donald Trump only paid $750 in, in tax. Um, Donald Trump then responds um, to Chris Wallace's question saying, I paid millions of dollars in taxes, millions of dollars of income tax. And let me just tell you, there was a story in one of the papers that paid, show us your tax returns, Joe Biden declared. This is Biden, unlike Trump, just shouting out bullshit. 
I think Biden did a really good job at being really specific with what he shouted out here. So yes, he was doing the wrong thing and interrupting, but again, he's adapting to the way Trump's playing the game, being taking the higher road, and when he has to, being very specific with the way he responds, unlike Trump, who's being a bit wayward. Um, and not really saying any one thing. Um, so Biden shouts out, show us your tax returns. Um, President Trump said, I paid $38 million one year. I paid $27 million another year. Show us your tax returns, Biden shouts again. President Trump says, you'll see it as soon as it's finished. You'll see it. You know, if you wanted to go, go to the Board of Elections. There's 118 pages or so report that says everything I have, every bank I have, I'm totally underleveraged because the assets are extremely good. I built a great company. I don't think he understands how business works in it, that sense, because that's completely contradictory. In order to claim zero sum on majority of years, he basically claimed zero. He claimed losses. So mm. either he's continuously lost and he has no money, or he's lying and defrauded the government. Which I think is the latter. Especially when he says, I have... I mean, again, he can't help but, you know, blow smoke up his own ass. I, the assets I have are extremely good. I built a great company. How can you have a great company if you're not paying enough? To, like, it doesn't work that way. The way he's looking at it is, I have really good... I'm doing really well, but I'm not paying enough tax because um, they're not doing so well. Like, he's just making himself look a bit ridiculous. Anyway, um... Chris Wallace he's admitting then admitting that it's failing, which is why he's not paying tax. He's admitting it's failing while saying it's doing really well, which just doesn't work. It's a bit like the, the entire United States at the moment, the way he's shouting about it. Um, <clears throat> Chris Wallace, sir, I'm asking you a specific question, which is, but, but let me tell you, interrupts Donald Trump. I understand all that, says Chris Wallace. Release your tax return, says Joe Biden again. Um, I understand all of that, says Chris Wallace again. Let let me, Donald Trump interrupts Chris Wallace, and Chris Wallace interrupts again and gets more forceful with President Trump and says, no, Mr. President, I'm asking you a question. Will you tell us how much you paid in federal income taxes in 2016 and 2017? Donald Trump gives a really non-specific answer and says, millions of dollars. Chris Wallace says, you paid millions of dollars in... Millions of dollars, yes, Trump interrupts. So not $750, says Chris Wallace. Mr. Trump, millions of dollars, and you'll get to see it, and you'll get to see it. And Vice President says, when? Inshallah? Inshallah? Sorry? Inshallah. What does that mean? It means, like, it's 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 really weird that he said it. I mean, it isn't, but I, it is kind of weird. It's a Middle Eastern thing that's been, like, you know, for the love of, like, hope to God, like, right. if only kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, may God kind of thing. I don't know how else to explain it other Um, than that. That's that's fine. Um, Look, uh, it's really non-committal here from Donald Trump, which is interesting because normally he's really committal. Like He absolutely fires down the line exactly what point he wants to make, wrong or not. But it's so non-committal here, and it's such a vague answer, millions of dollars. Normally he's really specific, so clearly he's bullshitting here and he didn't expect to be asked by this by a Fox News guy. Um... Uh, what else is interesting about this is, again, like I said, Biden gets really specific in, in his cries, basically, or, or decries, uh, decrees, I guess. Um, Chris Wallace is clearly getting fed up with Donald Trump. And, um, yeah, what's also interesting is Trump's the first president who hasn't released his tax returns. Even Biden recently released his tax returns. Of course he did, the night, the, the morning of the 
um, debate he releases tax returns because of course you would. Um, Trump's the first one that hasn't, and he thinks he can get away with it. And he keeps saying you'll see it eventually, or that it's tied up in audits. He keeps changing his reason why you haven't seen it. Basically, is because it's not good for his image. Basically, so I think we'll see it never. Um, he he hasn't paid anything. No, I in the last fifteen years, I who and for five of those fifteen years, I was at school. I've paid more taxes than Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. We worked it out. I've paid mm. more, dollars for dollar more taxes than Trump, Donald Trump. Of course. Um, yeah, so then we get on, we start moving towards the economy a little bit more, and basically there is more um, back and forth and wishy-washy, and it's still messy. Honestly, I think Biden still wins this section here. Um, you know, he looks at the fact that he points out, again, the, the state of the um, stock market and everything like that, and Wall Street firms and everything like that. Um Trump tries to throw Biden under the bus and say, you know, it was during your president or your vice presidency that I was able to get away with not paying much tax, basically admitting that he doesn't like paying tax, which is interesting for a president to say, I don't want to pay tax, especially when taxes are supposed to be all about building up the country. So you shouldn't you want to pay taxes to help the country, especially if you're a billionaire, whatever. It's ridiculous. Uh, Trying to get to the next question here because again I'm looking at time. I don't want to go way over time like we did last week. Um, <laughs> okay, so we get to another little bit of, uh, I guess, back and forth basically. Um, yeah. Chris Wallace's president. We're talking about the economy. Uh, beyond that, even in fact, um, basically Chris oh, Wallace really? says. But respectfully, sir, I'm talking about taxes, not spending, because they had a whole discussion about that. Biden says, by the way, I'm going to eliminate a significant number of the taxes. I'm going to make you, I'm going to make the corporate tax 28%. It shouldn't be 21%. You have 91 companies federal. I mean, the Fortune 500, so that's again, we kind of stumbled a little bit, but good on you, we kind of got back on track, who don't pay a single penny in tax making billions of dollars. So again, I think that impact would have been a little bit stronger and a better quote if Biden didn't stumble his way through that. He does a little bit like me where he gets muddled up on his words. You know, his brain doesn't think as fast as it should. Again, a little bit like mine. Um, showing a little bit of his senior side of things. Me, I don't know what my excuse is. Um, president Trump then says, why didn't you do it before when you were vice president with Obama? And vice president Biden says, because you, in fact, passed that. That was your tax proposal. Uh Trump says, I got it done. And you know what happened? President, or Vice President Biden says, yeah, you got it done. Our economy boomed like it's never boomed before, Trump interrupts. The economy, Mr. President, let me finish. It's just become such a mess. Mr. President, let me pick up on that. Would you, wait, you would continue your free market approach, lower taxes, more deregulation, correct? President Biden then answers instead, not lower tax for the American people. Chris Wells, but let me, excuse me, says Donald Trump, like it just becomes such a mess. Um, let's go to the next question though, the actual, actual question, because it just gets like so choppy and messy and we start talking about, honestly, this is just a, just a mess and, and, and it starts descending it back into chaos. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. You guys want to have a discussion? I would like to put, I would like to quickly point out this fact that Chris Wallace pointed out, which was, um, I, I like Trump didn't even acknowledge it. He just went over it. Mm -hmm. So Chris Wallace points out 
You talk about the economy booming. It Mm. turns out, this is Chris Wallace saying it, it turns out that in Obama's final three years as president, more jobs were created, a million and a half more jobs were created than in the first three years of your presidency. Donald Trump then proceeds to go, they had the slowest economic recovery since 1929. It was the slowest economic recovery. Also, they took over something that was down here. All you had to do was turn on the lights and you pick back up a lot. But they had the slowest economic recovery since 1929. And let me tell you about the stock market. When the stock market goes up, that means jobs. It also means 401ks. It doesn't. It doesn't. It really doesn't. If you got in, if you ever became president with your ideas, you want to terminate my taxes, I'll tell you what you'll have to lose. Half the companies that have poured in here will leave and plenty of companies that are already here they'll have they'll leave for other places and it keeps cross talking (laughs) um they will leave and you will have a depression the likes of which you have never seen now here's the thing he's talking about 1929 the economic depression Mm -hmm. yes it took slower for the economy to recover from this recession that Obama inherited. But that's also because it had more money to make up than what was lost in the Great Depression. Mm. And money is worth more now than it was back then. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. So, again, like Trump does have this way of spouting facts incorrectly. He's not wrong. It's just he's not right either. It's no. like when it's like when when you're doing an exam and you get one mark for the correct answer, but you get another mark for showing you're working out. He gets yeah, the correct answer, got... but his working out is wrong. Yeah, his working out is wrong. And sometimes it's, you know, not terrible, but sometimes like that, it's no, you completely got it wrong there, dude. Yeah. Um. So I've fast forward a long way ahead. I'm now um, for you to twenty five oh nine. I've fast forward a long way. Um, basically, what I've skipped over here is a whole bunch of back and forth where Trump finally brings up um, Hunter, uh, Joe Biden's son, who was. I did not appreciate. We didn't skip this the greatest part. line, did we? Which which, which one? My favorite quote of the whole thing. No, no, we haven't. I don't think. I like the one. Which was said during the discussion about Bo Biden, um, which we will come up to shortly. Um, essentially, twenty five oh nine. Yeah. So essentially, in this part, or just before it, Chris Wallace essentially says, "Stop, gentlemen. I hate to raise my voice. Basically, being a teacher, this was more aimed at, at Trump than Thingy, and I think he acknowledged it at one point. In fact." Um, again, this is on the back of basically huge discussion about Hunter Biden, the way that um, Hunter was actually cleared of wrongdoing, um, and then how a whole bunch of people were discredited that were um, testifying incorrectly or something like that, and then Biden basically made the point of like, well, Donald, you probably sacked all the people that were doing a good job, to which Trump didn't necessarily disagree and just said some of them weren't. So, you know, again, there you go. So, Chris Wallace said, stop. Gentlemen, I hate to raise, raise my voice. But I, and crosstalk continues again, so goodness me. Why should I be different than you two? So here's the deal. That's a good point, says uh, Chris, uh, says Joe Biden. Chris Wallace says, we have six segments. We have ended that segment. We're going to do the next segment. In that segment, 
you are each going to have two uninterrupted moments. In those two, <laughs> in those two interrupted minutes, Mr. President, you can say. Well, I think he's meant to say uninterrupted minutes, Mr. President. You can say anything you want. I'm going to ask you a question about race, but if you want to answer that about something else, go ahead. But I think that the country would be better served if we allowed both people to talk or speak with a few interruptions. I'm appealing to you, sir, to do that. President Donald Trump then said, well, him too, like a child. Chris Wallace said then, well, frankly, you've been doing more interrupting than he has. President Trump then says, well, that's all right, he, but he does plenty. Chris Wallace then says, well, sir, less than, he does plenty, says Trump interrupting Chris Wallace, the irony. Oh, my God. Chris Wallace then says, mm. no, less than you have. Let's please continue on the issue of race. Vice President Biden, you say that President Trump's response to the violence in Charlottesville three years ago when he talked about very fine people on both sides was what directly led you to launch this run for president. Donald Trump then says, oh, yeah, sure. President Trump, you have often said that you believe you will have done more for black Americans than any president with the possible exception of Abraham Lincoln. President Trump says, that's true. Stop talking, Donald Trump. Fuck's sake. Honestly. Honestly. My <laughs> God. Chris Wallace then says, my question for the two of you is why should voters trust you rather than your opponent to deal with the race issues facing this country over the next four years? President Biden, you go first. Oh my God. That was just difficult and tiring and annoying to read. I cannot imagine how Chris was... Wallace was feeling and what the fuck is going on. Like, this is such a mess. Goodness. It was just... This part continues, even though Chris Wallace specifically asked, mm -hmm. can you guys just stick to your time, whatever. <laughs> Fucking... This was really <laughs> confusing, this entire part, because, like, they were just yelling over each other at one point. And it was really funny because, like, Twitter was going off of, like, mm -hmm. there's three white men talking about black people. And it was, and they're just yelling at each other. Like, what the fuck was well, it? Well, again, so, I don't so know here's a little bit of Biden's, here's a little bit of Biden's answer, in fact, then. Um, a young, this is talking about um, uh, Charlottesville. A young woman got killed and they asked the president what he thought. And he said there were very fine people on both sides. No president's ever said anything like that. And then there was crosstalk because Trump decided to start talking. Chris Wallace interrupted, said, "It is his, um, it's his minute, sir, basically." Um, and then Biden talked about uh, George Floyd, referring to him as Mr. Floyd, showing some respect, which Trump has so far, let's be honest, not shown any so far. Um, I'm going to skip across that because honestly, it's not that I'm tired of it. It's just we know what the situation is, and we don't want to hear more about. Again, pacey white guys talking about this shit when honestly they probably don't give that much of a shit. The, a very important part happened in this, which mm -hmm. is where they were talking about, was it a peaceful protest? Is it a peaceful protest? Um, Trump is saying, no, it wasn't. Biden's saying it was incited. There's a lot of people who don't agree on both sides. Um, but then mm -hmm. what happens is it comes down to the part about uh, white supremacy, um, mm -hmm. where this is the part, right? Like, I, I'm not imagining this. There's just so up. many talking over. Mm. So, like, it's just so many people talking over that you kind of lose track even when you're re reading the transcript word for word. 
it comes down to this part where they're talking about race and they go, uh, Chris Wallace goes, you have repeatedly criticized the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist groups, but you are willing tonight to condemn white supremacists, but are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland? Trump goes, sure, I'm willing to do that. Chris Wallace goes, are you prepared to specifically do it? Uh, are you prepared to specifically to do it? Donald Trump's like, I would, I would almost, I would say almost everything I see from the left wing is from the left wing and not from the right wing. Wrong. Chris Wallace goes, but what are you selling, saying? Then this is the part where it sucks. Like, it's just, uh, Trump, Trump goes, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see the peace. That's not an answer. You, that's just like, I'm whatever. I'll say it to make it happen. It's not that you're actually <laughs> making a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, then Chris Wallace goes, do it. <laughs> like, this was the part where I was like, Chris Wallace starting debating Trump at this point. He's like, do it. Do it. Yep. Say it. And um, Vi- Joe Biden was gang- saying it too. He's like, yeah, go say it. Do it. Say it. Like, just say it. And Trump was like, well, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to call them? Give me a name. Give me a name. Go ahead. And what do you want me to call them? So specifically, they said the Proud Boys. Um, I think Wallace shouted out. No, no. Wallace just said um, white supremacists and right wing militia. He didn't name any group. Oh, yeah. He just said flat out all of it. White supremacists and white wing militia. Yes, right wing militia. Then Trump goes Proud Boys. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what, there's some, what somebody's got to do something about is Antifa. He, <laughs> that, <laughs> proud boy, stand back, stand by, someone has to do with something about Antifa. So he's done literally nothing I, to dem- denounce them whatsoever. No condemning. In fact, he's fired them up. Yeah, so everyone, like, a lot of people on Proud Boys websites just, like, thought of that as, like, a call to arms, basically. We're like, yep, Trump wants us to do this. Trump wants us to go out there and stand by, wait for his next command. Because they're all incels and, like, have no idea how to communicate with people in general, which is why they can, you know, pretend that they see some signs in a debate. But it was just so stupid what 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 i he didn't he didn't denounce it no he didn't denounce it and he also said the left um uh, he said uh got it you know somebody's got to do something about antifa and the left because that is this is not a right-wing problem it's a left-wing problem incorrect but anyway he said that biden then said his own fbi director said i'm not a white supremacist antifa is an idea not an organization that's correct trump then said oh you've got to be kidding me because he doesn't actually understand the concept of antifa being um, what's what is it? A, a conjoined word? Anti-fascist. Than, uh, it's, it's, it's just an idea. Yeah, it's of an being idea. Anti-fascist. It's, it's like yeah. socialism. Exactly. It's an, an, no anti-fascist. Soci- it's not the same as ISIS. It's not the same as um, Al Qaeda. It's not a group. It's a term. But he seems to think it's a group. Um, a little bit, a little bit stupid. But anyway, um, President Biden then, or Vice President Biden then says, "Not a militia." That's what his FBI director said. And then Trump said, well, then you know what? He's wrong. And then Chris Wallace just said, we're done, sir. Moving on to the next. 
Antifa is bad, Trump interrupted. Everybody in your administration, this is Biden, everybody in your administration tells you, tells you the truth. It's a bad idea. You have no idea about anything. And then Biden, uh, Trump said, you know what, Antifa is a dangerous radical group. Mate, it's not a group, you fucking idiot. It's a term, you idiot. That's like saying Wednesday is a bad group. It's a day, you idiot. It's not a thing. Oh, what a stupid idiot. Like, honestly, I'm trying to be impartial here, but Trump's just a fucking fool. Honestly, you've got to be kidding me. I can't read this part without just being annoyed at how stupid this is. How can anyone out there be like, oh my god, he's owning. I would suck his dick because he is owning in this part. What a fucking legend. Unless you're a white you sound supremacist. Like, you sound like the guy that cheered him on after the debate. Unless you're a white supremacist or part of the Proud Boys, how the fuck can you think that Trump is winning? Because he just sounds like a fucking idiot. Biden calls so- him a clown. He is a clown. He's a joke. This is not at all serious. Biden is a senile old man. But fuck me, how can a senile old man look like a smart guy next to an idiot like this? Like, I don't get it. How can Trump this, make Biden look smart when he's an old man? Honestly. So, so this like this should come as no surprise to you guys, knowing, knowing how my brain works. But as soon as he said, stand by, my brain just flashed to the white supremacists flying in Star Wars ships going white supremacy standing by (laughs) it's like they were all just geared up and ready to go (laughs) yeah but they like they fucking would they they would jump at anything like they all think like it's in the american second amendment that you're supposed to join a militia to like be able to carry a gun like they're prepared for civil war yep it's so weird well, it's in the it's in the nature because that's how they established the European settlement there. It's been rooted in their upbringing. It's it's deep into their history. The it's not that they became flawed. They've been flawed from the beginning, and they've yet to dig themselves out of it and rise above what they what they were. This part coming up is probably the most um, disrespectful from Trump. Not Biden, Trump. So again, Biden well, automatically compared to wins the Pocahontas this. remark? Just, yeah. So here we go. Well, the Pocahontas remark, at least it wasn't to her face and insulting her children. To call Warren Pocahontas is incredibly disrespectful. He's racist, racist, but it's not. Um, oh. But and, and Trump can go fuck himself for being so offensive and racist in that part. Again, the fact that anyone... I just, I don't understand. Anyway, um, here we Continue. go. This part was, again, Biden looking down the camera. Again, Trump just talking shit like a child who's shat his pants and throwing his toys out of the pram. Biden here making sense and talking to the people. Under this president, we become weaker, sicker, poorer, more divided, and more violent. When I was vice president, we inherited a recession. I was asked to fix it. I did. We left a, him a booming economy and he caused the recession. With regard to being weaker, the fact is that I've gone ahead, I've gone head to head with Putin and made it clear to him we're not going to take any of his stuff. Pointing at Trump, he is Putin's puppy. He still refuses to even say anything to Putin about the bounty on the heads of American soldiers. President Trump then says, "Your son got three and a half million dollars." Vice President Biden then said, "By the way, my son, wait a minute," says Chris Wallace. Mr. President, your campaign agreed to both sides 
would get two-minute answers uninterrupted. Well, your side agreed to it. Why didn't you observe what your campaign agreed to as a ground rule? Okay, sir. President Biden then resumed and said, he never keeps his word. Chris Wallace said, no, no, that was a rhetorical question. Looking at, at Biden basically saying, shut up yourself, okay? President, <laughs> Vice President Biden then said, can I have 30 seconds back, please? And Chris Wallace says, yes, you may have. Go ahead. Vice President Biden then said, so thirdly, we're poor. The billionaires have gotten much more wealthy by the tune of over three, uh, three 400 billion more just since uh, COVID. You in the home, you got less, you're in, in more trouble than you were before. In terms of being more violent, when we were in office, there were 15% less violence. There was 15% less violence in America than there is today. He's president of the United States. It's on his watch. And with regard to more divided, uh, and, and with regard to more divided the nation, it can't stay divided. We can't be this way. And speaking of my son, the way you talk about the military, the way you talk about um, them being losers and being and just being suckers, my son was in Iraq. He spent a year there. He got the Brown Star. He got the cons uh, he got the conspicuous service medal. He was not a loser. He was a patriot, and the people left behind were heroes. President Trump then said, "Really?" Sounding all confident, he he's just walked into the biggest trap because he's an idiot. But he, really, he said, Vice President Biden then said, and I resent, are you talking about Hunter? Are you talking about Hunter? Said President Trump. I'm talking about my son, Bo Biden. You're talking about Hunter? Like being like disgusted, like what the fuck does this have to do with anything? Talking about Hunter again. Anyway, President Sump, Trump, Sump, Trump then said, I don't know, Bo. I know Hunter. Hunter got thrown out of the military. He was thrown out, dishonorably discharged. And Vice President Biden, almost looking like a, Looking like a father who is having his son's legacy shat on by an arsehole right now. Mm. Um, a human arsehole, Trump. Um, uh, that's not true. He was not dishonorably discharged. President Donald Trump for cocaine use. And he didn't have a job until you became vice president. Are we talking about nepotism here, Donald Trump? Shall we go through your family, shall we? Your son-in-law, <laughs> your daughter, your other son. You know, come on, <laughs> fuck's sake, mate. Talk about you nepotism. Paid, he paid $750 um, anyway. in taxes because he told them that his children were consultants and he paid his children and then called it a loss. Exactly. So Do you know what I mean? Like, like, honestly, we're talking about nepotism here. Trump, shut the fuck up. You got your dick so far down your own throat you don't even realize it. Honestly. Um, Vice President then said, none of that is true. President Trump then said, once he became vice president... He made a fortune in Ukraine, uh, Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, and various other places. Biden said that's not true. He made a fortune, and he didn't have a job. Vice President Biden then said, My son, like a lot of people at home, had a drug problem. He's overtaking it. He's fixed it. He's worked on it. And I'm proud of him. I'm proud of my son. Trump then said, Why did was he given tens of millions of dollars? And Biden said, He wasn't given, given tens of millions of dollars. It was all discredited. Wallace then came through and said, we've been through this already. I think the American people would rather hear about more substantial subjects. Well, as the moderator, so I'm going to make a judgment call here. Like, honestly, Jesus Christ, let's skip ahead then because it just gets completely messy again. And they get onto the subject of But that's the climate thing. Change. It keeps getting messy. It's not a proper debate. Mm. It's an argument between children. Yes, it yeah, is. Like, you can't, you can't get any 
being more <coughs> more specific than that. That's all it is. Well, it's I can, true. I can tell you we're now heading into overtime for the podcast, but I can tell you we've still got 20 minutes of this debate to go, so let's uh, crack on. Um, Drew, would you like yeah, to take the next sure. part as we get into climate change? Oh, where, where's, where's this? Where have we jumped up to? What time? Um, oh, Timestamp is, yeah, 40. 50.09? Yeah, no. go for it. Yeah, sure, go for it. Yeah. Uh, okay, 48.50. I'd like to talk about climate change, to which Biden, two seconds later, so would I. Which, you know, is a very positive start. <laughs> okay, the forest fires in the West are raging now. They've burned millions of acres. They have displaced hundreds of thousands of people. When state officials there blame the fires on climate change, Mr. President, you said, I don't think the science knows. Over your four years, you have pulled the U.S. out of the Paris Climate Accord. You've rolled back a number of Obama environmental records. What do you believe about the science of climate change? And what will you do in the next four years to confront it? (laughs) Trump starts strong. I want crystal clean water and air. I want beautiful clean air. Well, look. We now have the lowest carbon. Can we we give him the fact that his first two sentences, his first two statements there are are very strong. You know, we do want this. We all want this. We can can relate with him here. But that's that's a very But it has nothing to do with the question. Yeah, yeah, that's... No, that's like a very picture, very artsy of like... How do you how do you want the oh, sky to look? I want very clean water the, and air. Like I, I'm picturing the utopia from Logan's Run, where they all kill themselves at thirty. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey Drew, Drew. Yeah. If you look at our numbers right now, we are doing phenomenally. But I haven't described phenomenally. Our businesses. Phenomenally. There's another phenomenally. Um. Look, he then goes a up phenom- to talk a, a phenomenal phenomenally. Can we make that a word? Phenomenally. Well, Trump is a phenomenally. Honestly. If you look at he is if a you look at the Paris Accord, it was a disaster from our standpoint. It, it wasn't. The Paris Accord was very good, and people are actually very what happy about what's Paris going. Paris Accord. I don't. Nothing. Yeah, I, I don't, it I'm, was the fact that America. It was the fact that all countries were benefiting, and not just America. Which is what? Oh yeah, it wasn't Trump the America Accord? Um, yeah. Tr- uh, Chris Wallace asks, um, uh. "What do you believe about the science of climate change, sir, President Trump?" I believe that we have to do everything we can to have immaculate air, immaculate water, we can, and do whatever go. else we can. That's good. We're planting. What was he doing? We're planting a billion trees. The billion tree yeah. project, <laughs> and it's very exciting for a lot of people. And then Chris Wallace, you believe that human pollution, gas, greenhouse gas emissions contribute to global warming of this planet? President Trump, I think a lot of things do. But I think to an extent, yes. I think to an extent, yes. But I also think we have to do better management of our forests. Donald Trump, are you saying that the whole reason why there's a green, that there is a climate change issue in this world is because forests aren't being cleaned? Are you fucking retarded if you think that the whole issue, the whole entire... We've got polar ice caps melting because forests don't have swept floors. You're an idiot. Um, I I think that, like, this basically sounds like someone... It it sounds like someone got an explanation of what climate change is in 60 seconds. And then they've been turned onto an giant audience and they have to talk about it for an hour. 
That's what this whole thing felt like. We have my favorite quote coming up in a second, Bianca. I'll read it to you. In Europe, <laughs> they live. They live their. In Europe, they live their forest cities. They call forest cities. They maintain their forests. They manage their forest. I was with the head of a major country. It's a forest city. He said, "Sir, we have trees that are far more. They ignite much easier than California. There shouldn't be that problem." What the fuck are you talking about, mate? Honestly, what kind of quote is that? Now, firstly, California <laughs> has mostly eucalyptus because they bought acres of eucalyptus from Australia. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah. Now, the problem with eucalyptus... The, the problem with eucalyptus is it's highly flammable. Mm-hmm. We can't talk in Australia because we haven't been doing it, but normally we backburn. When we, we're doing safe and smart fire safety, we backburn. In America, it's illegal to backburn. So he's right on the fact that they don't do proper forest management. They don't know how mm. because they just don't. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. that whole, I was with a head of a major country, it's a forest city. What is a forest city? Is it like the Ewok Who has a forest Star Wars? Yeah, it city. sounds like the Ewoks. That's how I imagine Rivendell it. from Lord of the Rings. Like, honestly, mate, what are you talking about? <laughs> he met with Elrond. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying my favourite line is coming up. Um, Would you like to, yeah, go for it? I just got to double check. Yeah, here we go. This I had to is, go it, back. It's, yeah. it's not quite just, it's a bit of a spiel of Trump and Biden going back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's why it takes a bit to... Come out. Here we go. So, Vice President Trump is uh, vice. Sorry, Vice President Trump. Vice President (laughs) Biden is talking about uh, how he wants to get back into the Paris Accord, and this is where it starts to get tricky. Goes well. Chris Wallace goes. What about the argument that President Trump basically says that you have to balance the environmental interests with the economic interests, and he's drawn his line. Vice President. Uh, Joe Biden goes, well, he hasn't drawn a line. He wants to make sure that methane's not a problem. You can now emit more methane without it being a problem. Methane. This is a guy who says that you don't have to have mileage standards for automobiles that exist now. This is a guy who says that the fact that Donald Trump, not true, not true, Vice President Joe Biden, it's all true. And here's the deal, Donald Trump, he's talking about the Green New Deal and it's not $2 billion. <laughs> Or twenty billion, as you said, it's a hundred trillion. Vice President Joe Biden, I'm talking about the Biden plan. Chris Wallace, let him go <laughs> on for a minute, and then you can go. Donald Trump and rebuild the building. Vice President Joe Biden, no. Donald Trump, it's the dumbest. Joe Biden, that is not Donald J. Trump. Most ridiculous. Where two car systems are out. Donald Joe Biden, not true. Donald Trump. I don't even know what they're talking about this set, but this is my favorite line. Donald Trump. Where they want to take the cows to. I don't know what he's talking about there. I had to, I I had to pause it and I had to rewind it. This is what he says. It's the dumbest, most ridiculous where two car systems are out where they had to take out the cows to. 
Where are the cows going? I think he's saying where they have to take care of the cows too, like as in as well. That's not true either, right? (laughs) Where they want to take out the cows too. And then Joe Biden's like, not true. But Joe Biden, you don't even know what you're saying not true too because Trump doesn't know what he's saying. Like Trump doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. What are they talking about? Why are they talking about cows? Drink, uh, That's more money than our country could make in a hundred years. <laughs> it's uh, not true. This this is a tr- one hundred trillion. Uh, simply look, that's more money than our country could make in a hundred years. This is simply not the case. All right, Chris Wallace comes out. All right, let me wait a minute, sir. I actually have studied your plan, and it includes upgraded four million buildings, weatherized two million, weatherizing two million homes. Over four years, building one and a half million energy safe, sufficient homes. So the question becomes, the president is saying, I think some people who support the president would say, that sounds like it's going to cost a lot of money and hurt the economy. Joe Biden, what it's going to do is create a thousand and create thousands and millions of jobs, good paying jobs. (laughs) The best part is the whole, the freaking transcript gets confused here. Trump is talking over Biden at this point, but they can't figure out what he's saying. So it just says crosstalk. And then it just says Chris Wallace going, let him finish, (laughs) sir. Like, it's so million. (laughs) So confusing. It's so confusing. So basically, from what I understand of this, is that Biden wants to get back on the Paris Agreement. And rather than making jobs out of fracking and oil and all that, he's going to make jobs out of being more energy sufficient. And Trump is saying it's going to cost too much to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. But now is the perfect time. I just have to say, now is the perfect time for all governments across the land, including our own Australian government, to look at what we're doing for climate change and rebuild our economy with that in mind. Won't happen. Um, It won't. No one's no 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 one's that smart. So honestly, the last the last topic they speak about for the night is. the fairness and respecting the outcome of the election. Um, a lot said, but not a lot of content is there, really, other than Trump doesn't believe the election will be fair. And in fact, I think he's quoted as saying the rigged, it will be a rigged election. Um, because, of course, he will. He said that about the last one, even though he won. Um, yeah, he thinks it's a rigged election even before it's happened. But he it, it certainly will be a rigged election, actually. Um, Trump's trying to cheat his way to the top. He's trying to cheat the election. So it will be rigged because Trump is rigging it. Um, I don't think that's the point that he's trying to make, but it's certainly the truth. So, yeah, that's where we're at with that. Um, to quote Chris Wallace, one hour, 10 minutes, 48 seconds into this segment of the um, debate, we're going to leave it there. Yeah, that is, that. that's the, the, the next election will take place, um, well, essentially the same time this podcast goes out is it the 6th of november no so, yeah. so the, of november. that's when the um election is um 5th of november new york or american time um there is the um debate which we, which which has just happened essentially at the time of this episode going up in fact yesterday i think um and that we'll, is um, on october the 7th uh we'll try and summarize that one in one episode rather than two just no, so we, we get get ourselves back on track we certainly will especially because that one will be between the vice presidents um yeah uh before we go let, let kamala harris i mean this is already happening as we're doing this but 
Kamala Harris and uh, what's his name, Pence. What do you think is going to happen there? Like, what's your call? Uh, I think, I think, I think um, Pence will think that he's won, um, and will use a lot of. Um, I think Pence will think that he's won, and but I think um, Harris will win. Yeah. Do you either of you think that um, in his speech writing uh, when he when he Pence plans for one of these things, do you think that he's compensating at all for Trump? Do you think he's actively doing that? Uh, I think he did during the first um, first run of debates, but I think that during this one, I think he's a lot more prouder and sure of himself, and thinks that he has a bigger part in all of this, even though he really doesn't. Um, so I think that he'll be a lot more confident going into this one. He won't be tactical about it or tactful about it, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I yeah, he's not that. I I I, mm. I think they're going to wind up arguing across purposes. Yeah, look, I don't think Kamala Harris is the greatest. There's mm. a lot of things that I think she's. I mean, she's far too right for me on some topics. Um, but I think she's far better at Pence at talking than at talking and debating because she was doing from memory during the democratic debates, she did quite well. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's, that's the episode. Do we have a quote going into next week's show? I, well, I found my favorite quote of the whole thing. We actually skimmed over it in one of the ridiculous arguments. My apologies, Drew. Well, then the quote for this week's no. one is... The quote from Vice President Joe Biden. He talks about the art of the deal. China's perfected the art of the steal. Oh, I did like that Retort. one. Well done. That was oh. a great line. Just one of the one of the greatest lines in there to which Trump responds with China ate your lunch. Mm. Mm. Of course, I was reading over that as I was trying to skip. I was just like, oh, for goodness sake. Um, what does that even mean? Who knows? I don't know, but but he reiterates it a second later as China ate your lunch, Joe. Well, well, look, I, I mean, I guess this week's sick end of the week should go to perhaps the winner of, or who we think was the winner of the debate. Um Will it go to Trump, who's already won second of the week before, or will it go to Biden, who's never won it before? Who I wins? I can't say who won. I th- I'd go Biden, but not by much. I think Biden lost by less. What do you mean? Lost by less? That means he lost. I don't think either of them won the debate. I think they both lost the debate. I just think Trump lost by more. Let's say oh, Trump got ne- negative oh, 10 I get points. You. Yeah, yeah, Biden yeah, yeah. got negative seven. Like, yeah, so they had, to, they had to get 10 points to win the debate and neither of them got over zero. <laughs> but Trump yeah, got Trump, less. Yeah, Trump's yeah. sitting at minus 10 and Biden's sitting at minus seven. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I, yeah. oh. Well, in that case then... Joe Biden, congratulations, you're this week's sick end of the week because you lost by less. And for um, telling Trump to just shut up. <laughs> yes, yes, and that too. Uh, yeah, no, I'm happy with that. This week's sick end of the week. Um, of course, if you disagree yep. with that, that's fine. Don't have to like it, but uh, you'll have to tell us why you think we're wrong. 
Yeah, go start a podcast and get to 160 episodes and then tell us. Yeah, or or just... <laughs> or just message us, reach, either way. Reach out, that too. Reach out to us, and if you want to be on the show, let us know. We can get you on the show um, to debate it, but only if you're willing to be somewhat civil. Yeah, um, if you're a Trump supporter, like a full-blown Trump supporter, and you think everything that we've said is wrong, yeah, please come. We want to hear we're it. More than willing to talk about it. Again, we don't want to hear why we're stupid. We just want to hear why we're not correct and why you're right. Now, if you're not willing to be civil and have an actual discussion, if you, if you think that, um, you know, we're as extremists as that group Antifa, and you somehow think that white supremacy is a bunch of very nice people, um, don't bother reaching out to us because you're clearly not capable of being civil in any way, shape, or form. But if you're willing to be civil, reach out to us. Love to hear from you. Exactly. I, yeah. Um, excellent, Drew. That's the end of the show, Bianca. That that is the end of the show. Um, we did it. We got through another week. Another week and done. Next next week we get to um, weigh in on the vice presidential debate. Yeah, probably the least interesting of the the three debates, but that's okay. Bring it on. You never know. We could get lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly I think there's right. going to be a lot more policies tackled in the vice president debate than this one was yeah. oh, it'll be the real talk <laughs> yeah i yeah. think so i think so uh but anyway that's the end of the show drew how do we end the podcast yep